Gabriel Earnshaw is a renowned Henry Nowen expert and archivist. Tim's still giggling at Yes, my... renowned Nowen expert. Renowned Nowen expert. Uh, HenryNowen.org. Let's just get her right on the line right away. Gabrielle, what year was it that... Uh, uh, f- do we call him Father Nowen? Is that okay? No, he would prefer Henry. Okay. See, yeah. I'm in trouble already. My first question, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, what year was it that he died? 1996. So he died 21 years ago. Did you get much of it? Like, what's your story and how you first got introduced to Henry Nowen? Well, I think you were laughing at the word archivist. That's what I am. And I was asked to be Henry's archivist four years after he died. He left a significant amount of manuscripts and drafts of his books and letters and photographs and all, all manner of things. And they needed someone to care for them. So that's when I was brought in. And I didn't know him um, when I first started. So this was about 18 years ago now. I didn't know him at all. But I got to know him by um, cataloging his his records, and then and then I started meeting the people who he loved and knew his friends. Um, I started meeting the people that he lived with uh, when he was living in a community for people with mental and physical disabilities. I met his friends there. I started meeting his family, and uh, you know, I just I feel like I now I now. Now I know him as much as a person can without having actually met him. So everything that I know about Henry Nowen is this. First of all, I was introduced to his name, his work, through a guy named Mike Iaconelli, who uh, wrote a book called Messy Spirituality. It's one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he would speak about uh, Larsh community. Yeah. And as I looked further into the Larsh community, I realized that two things. One, the Larsh community was just a few kilometers up the road from where I grew up. And then Henry Nowen was a block away from where I grew up. He was the priest at the Catholic Church across from Marshall Funeral Home in Young Street, which is where I grew up. Wow. And so Henry Nowen had been to my family business, had had, uh, conducted funerals there, had been in the funeral home many times, but I knew nothing about him Ah. until later in life. After he had died. After he had died, yeah. And... um, and it, well, it might have been a little bit before, but anyway, I guess the other thing that kind of floats in my in my brain when it comes to Henry Nowen is that he was um, he was a gay man, mm-hmm. and is that still public knowledge, or is that sort of so below the surface that it only comes out to true Henry Nowen fans? Um, what I would say to that is that Henry was a man of his times, in that being gay and being a priest. Um, wasn't acceptable when he was in the pri- in the priesthood. He was ordained in 1957, um, and coming out as a gay priest would mean that he would. What he was afraid of was that if he did do that, then his larger mes- message of you know loving Jesus and being um, you know God's beloved and all of the all of his sort of main spiritual messages might get lost because people would become sort of more more interested in that part of his life. Mm-hmm. And so he himself never came out. And so after he died, there was a lot of, you know, sort of really careful discerning about how this, how this might be, you know, treated and how, and how to be respectful of his choice and, but also respectful of the people who are gay, um, who might want to know that he was, that he struggled with his sexuality. So it was a hard, um, it was a hard sort of 
it was for all of his close friends it was hard to know how to handle it because he himself did not come out but eventually eventually a biography was written um on Henry Nowen it was written by a british journalist and he was the first person to publish the i guess the information that Henry Nowen was gay and now it's just a sort of a people just know that it's yeah. not really a, you know an issue Okay, you are beloved, uh, or beloved, as some like to say, um, daily meditations for spiritual living, and it, this is a this is a book that we're talking about. This is the sort of the the big release here. It's a collection of three hundred and sixty five brilliant and inspiring insights by best selling author Henry Nowen. Um, Okay, that's the blurb. Give us the uh-huh. pulse. Give us the okay. pulse behind this book. Okay, this this book is about our spiritual identity. So I think that, um, as Henry Nowen identified, a lot of people think that our identity is based on our popularity or the amount of money we have or the amount the the job we do or you know our friends or we're defined by the world. And the problem with that is that those types of definitions, can't, if they change, suddenly we become, well, who am I now? So if you lose your job or if you, you start losing your, maybe your good looks or your, and, you know, you start aging like everyone does, and suddenly you wonder, who am I? And Henry Nowen was a person who had that same question. He was all, always asking, who am I? And he had a, he had a, a kind of a propensity for self-rejection. He, and it might have had to do with his sexual struggles, you know, not, not, not being able to claim who he was sexually. Um, but it also, he just generally had an anxious personality. And so he, he, he becomes this perfect spiritual guide for us because he says, if I'm not how how much I earn, and if I'm not how you know good looking I am, or the friends that I have, I am who am I? And he turned to the gospel for that um, answer, and he he looked to the story where Jesus was baptized, and he was told that he was the beloved child of God, and Henry slowly um, this when he started really coming to this realization of his own belovedness it was in a time of of extreme depression and he was he was actually away from the large community because he was so depressed he needed he needed professional help and he started writing to himself spiritual imperatives and more and more these spiritual imperatives were about claim your identity as the beloved child of god and when he finally returned to health and returned back to L'Arche, he wrote a book called Life of the Beloved. And what it was is it's a book imploring people to really claim that identity for themselves. So this book is a kind of, um, what we were trying with this one is that each day a person who's reading one of these meditations will, will receive a, a, an affirmation that of, of their spiritual identity, their identity as a child of God. Uh, who is loved from eternity to eternity? So not just in our, in the life in this lifetime, but before we were born and after we die. And the the significance of that it's it's quite profound because if you're no longer looking to the world to define you, um, you and you're more, much more rooted in your identity as a child of God. It frees you up in a way, and it freed Henry Nowen up, and he started to write more about gratitude, being thankful for not just the good that happened in his life, but also the painful parts. He started being, um, he started writing about what a true friend is. A true friend is someone who can just be with us in our vulnerability, rather than trying to fix us. 
Um, a lot, a lot of really life-giving, loving behavior um, flows from claiming our identity as the beloved. And this book is meant to help people claim it over and over again because a lot of a, a lot in the world um, is counter, is countering that. Right? It's saying you're not good-looking enough, you're not thin enough, you're not rich enough, you're not successful enough. And that message is sort of, you know, can hit you over the head yeah. and, and, and depress the person. <laughs> and so the book is meant to be something that people will use in the very quiet of their life, maybe in the morning or maybe at night, when they're setting aside, and each, each, each uh, meditation is quite short, so you don't need to set aside huge amounts of time, but when you're setting aside to be very intentional about claiming this belovedness for yourself, and, and then also claiming these disciplines of gratitude and um, love and compassion. Okay, hold on a second. I don't think I've said this uh, during an interview in a while. Um, this is the kind of book that I actually want, and I didn't get it, and I want it. <laughs> okay. Because I, I have had to make a choice over this last year to chase gratitude. Because okay. of what's chasing me. So whatever, I'm not going to share all the crap I've been processing over this last year, but whatever's chasing me is like a little yappy dog, you know, just at my heels all the time and never leaving. And then and then it's like any other, whenever a dog comes at you, typically a lot of what a lot of people do is they run. Well, that doesn't make the dog stop. That makes the dog go faster. That makes the dog chase you more. Yeah. And uh, and I, what I have found is that I need to stand my ground. Yeah. And the only way I can stand my ground is if I stand in an attitude of gratitude because you, I have found, and I think maybe I heard this from Tony Robbins, I never thought I'd quote Tony Robbins, um, <laughs> uh, that you, it is impossible to have, to, to have this attitude of gratitude or thankfulness or whatever and have an attitude of fear at the same time or have an attitude of shame at the same time. Beautiful. That, I, I think that's so true. I think that's so true. I, I would, you know, what I would sort of, what comes to mind for me is the importance of prayer in those times. So when you're not running away, what are you doing? I, I would say that then we enter into a state of prayer and that's not the kind of prayer where we're going, God, please do this for me. God, please do that for me. And, you know, you didn't do this for me, and I'm upset about that. But more a state of, a state of God, I want to be with you. I want to be present with you. Mm-hmm. And just, just actually being in that state of presence, being open to God. That's how I think of prayer. Henry has taught me that, that, you know, prayer, prayer can be many things, but one of the ways it can be is just to simply stop Stand your ground, like you say, which means resting, which means staying in place. It means, it means sort of allowing God to come to you. And, you know, we don't need to be chasing God. God, if we give God time and space in our lives, we're so preoccupied, you know, with all these things we do. Um, but if we do bring space into our lives and we, and we allow God to enter into that, I think it doesn't really chase the dogs away but it does it does allow for for the the kind of the impact of those dogs to shift i think okay really well said uh we're on the line with gabrielle earnshaw she is round henry nowen expert and archivist the website you want to check out is henrynowen.org it's always tricky to spell his last name it's n-o-u-w-e-n henrynowen.org uh here is a little endorsement for you as New York Times best-selling author Brene Brown so eloquently said, 
Henry Nouwen's writing is timeless and loving. Those are actually the best two words to describe Henry Nouwen's mm-hmm. writing, and Br- trust Brene Brown to come out with the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a fan of Henry Nouwen's writing, then this book is a perfect way to revisit his work while adding daily inspiration to your life, and we're talking about the book, You Are the Beloved. And if you're uh, just coming, uh, you're just sort of new to the whole Henry Nouwen scene, then you're about to meet an author the L.A. Times calls one of the greatest masters of practical spirituality. Another great, his, his epitaph, his tombstone has got to be huge with all these great epitaphs here. <laughs> but well written. It's hard to describe him, actually, but I do, I agree with you. Brené Brown nails it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, first of all, it's a great, I don't want to sound salesy, but I'm going to, it's a great Christmas. It really is. What a great Christmas gift. It this, is. This book, You Are the Beloved, so 365 short daily readings that will inspire you because you will be able to be ushered into an attitude of gratitude by recognizing that you are created. I mean, right there, boom. Mm-hmm. Bada boom. Exactly. It takes all the pressure off to be perfect or to improve oneself, or it's just sort of okay. If I so if I'm not spending all my time improving myself, what can I be doing? Well, I can actually be caring for other people. I can be taking the the sort of the all of the the attention and the energy off my self improvement project to to being to being attentive to those around me, and it doesn't even need to be large, huge gestures of caring it can just be just being being a good listening ear to to your partner or to your child and 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 not and and really really being present for them i think that that's the kind of it's it's almost there there it's a possible that our whole entire life will change by becoming a um a beloved of god but it's also it's just in the small things and i think it's in our it's in our our close circle you know it's the way we are within our close circle henry Nouwen, to me was a man of great authenticity and integrity and and i think that he that that's the kind of life that i'm aiming for is to be a person of integrity so what i what i you know pray for and what i that that i that i live it in it with a with a with a real personal integrity and he he he's a good guy for that you know uh, let's finish with this uh gabrielle you tell me if i'm wrong because i quite often am the reason I like Henry Nouwen's writing is because he was a loser. <laughs> okay, I've never heard him describe that. Let's add that, way, that to I... his, uh, his gravestone. Yeah, let's Thanks, put that Maria. on his epitaph. No, 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 I say this because, again, referring back yeah. to Mike Iaconelli's stuff, you know, Jesus yeah. was Lord of the Losers. Right, yeah. And Henry was not large in stature. He was not a particularly attractive man. He was shorter and and kind of, you know, a little awkward-ish. And, uh, and he was gay at a time when being gay was not, not what it is today. And he was a gay priest. Oh, my goodness. What? No way. Mm-hmm. And, and he struggled with the darkness because he yeah. was aware of his own humanity more than most people, I think. Absolutely. You. I mean, yeah. You. 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 You know Henry Nouwen. Um, Henry Nouwen's the reason why he appeals to me, and it sounds like why he appeals to you, is because he he didn't hide his brokenness. No. He didn't hide his vulnerability. And in fact, by by not doing that, that's where he found the gold. That's where yep. he found. You know that it is by being. We don't. You know we don't help people by sort of 
I don't know, like lording it over them or sort of saying, oh, let me help you in these grand gestures of let me help you. But, you know, it's what I was saying earlier. It's more that, it's more that how, how can I be in relationship with you so that you can recognize my gifts and I can recognize right. yours? Well, that was the whole point and of you, the Larsh community. That yeah, was Larsh. Yeah. That's right, exactly. As opposed to the, all the these large... all these humans who were ooh they, they were they were normal humans helping the the the, the special humans the Down yes. syndrome humans oh yes. you know we're here to help you no way that with that thing was set up as a community of yes. people saying to each other let's figure out how to live together instead of me just being a helper mm-hmm. of you exactly yeah and that's why I mean Henry Henry Nowen had been you 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 know you call him a loser but he also was extremely extremely successful in terms of academia. You know, he taught at Yale University and Harvard University. He was a psychologist. He had a degree in, like, two two high, higher education degrees in psychology and theology. I mean, he was highly educated. He came from a very um, uh, cultured uh, family in Holland. You know, he, he did actually, he could have run in very high circles. Um, but he was always saying that he heard two voices. One voice, which he sort of identified as his father's voice, saying, Henry, you know, be really, really uh, successful. I can't wait to see how successful you're going to be. And then there was another voice that he felt like was more like his mother's voice, which said, Henry, stay very close to the heart of Jesus. Mm. And Henry, I think like a lot of us, was trying to sort of live between those two poles of existence. And and at a certain point, he was climbing. He was going very high up. He published thirty nine books in his life. That's that's an extreme. That's a that's an ex- extremely rare feat. I mean, and and very very popular books that are all still in print. Um, but what he did do, which was so radical, is that he left academia. He left the tenured position at Harvard Divinity School to go to Larsh to move and be a pastor at Larsh Daybreak, mm. where he was. None of the people there knew that he was a famous academic with 39 books, you know, or whatever, you know, 20 at that point or something, um, behind his name. Um, They didn't. They were just like, who, you know, who are you, Henry? And that's, you know, that's again coming back to, well, I'm not the books I've written. I'm not the degrees behind my name. I'm not the, you know, the fame, the number of times I've been on television. You know, this is, it's more... um, it's more, who are you, Henry? And the, and the people with, with he, he would say that, you know, what their question was, are you going to be home tonight? <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, it's not like how famous you are, but are you going to be home tonight and can I have dinner with you? Yep. And that's, but I think that's such a beautiful question. Are you home tonight? Because I think it means more than just, are you going to be sitting at the dinner table? But it means, are you home in yourself? Yep, yep, and, really well said. And, and are you going to be home in yourself so you can be present to me? You are the beloved. Daily Meditations for Spiritual Living, a collection of 365 brilliant and inspiring insights by best-selling author Henry Nowen. The website is henrynowen.org, N-O-U-W-E-N, N-O-U-W-E-N, henrynowen.org. Gabrielle Earnshaw, renowned Henry Nowen expert and archivist. Uh, Gabrielle, thank you so much for talking to us today. Okay, well, it's been a real pleasure. I, I enjoyed meeting you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.